Support for NPR and the following message come from our sponsor, Whole Foods Market. Host a celebratory brunch for less with 365 by Whole Foods Market, featuring wallet-happy finds like cold smoked Atlantic salmon and more. You're listening to Life Kit from NPR. Hey, everybody. It's Marielle. One of my ongoing intentions is to move more. And that doesn't necessarily mean doing these intense, strict workouts, though those can be fun sometimes. It's really about smaller, purposeful movements. You know, dancing in my living room or walking instead of taking the train, getting up from my desk every so often to stretch. You could call these movement breaks. Our friends at Body Electric wanted to know, how effective are those movement breaks? So with Columbia University researcher Keith Diaz, they asked 20,000 listeners to do these every hour or so, and their preliminary results are surprising. TED Radio Hour and Body Electric host Manoush Samarodi is going to get into some of those findings with us right now, and she and Keith are going to make the case for why movement breaks could be exactly what you need. This message comes from NPR sponsor Progressive. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit their website to get a quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, and their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. Then just choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Support for NPR and the following message come from our sponsor, Whole Foods Market. Host a celebratory brunch for less with 365 by Whole Foods Market. Featuring wallet-happy finds like cold smoked Atlantic salmon, mini quiches, organic everything bagels, and more. Plus, visit the floral department and jazz up your table with a beautiful bouquet of big, bright, sourced-for-good flowers. When the brunch has to be perfect and delicious, go to your local Whole Foods Market. This message comes from NPR sponsor Capella University. Sometimes it takes a different approach to unlock your true potential. Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format is designed to help you learn relevant skills at your own pace, so you can earn your degree on your terms and apply what you learn right away. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Okay, so what you are about to hear is my conversation with the head researcher of our study with Columbia University Medical Center, Keith Diaz. This conversation happened in November 2023, one week after our study had closed. And just to set the scene, it was a big moment after months of planning, weeks of data collection, and some long days making sense of all the information listeners had sent him. Keith finally had some preliminary findings to share. I have been crunching the numbers for days. (laughs) Yeah, so before we start, we closed our study last week... Um, And what have you been looking at since? Yeah, so we had people for two weeks, we just asked them to to try out movement breaks in their everyday lives. And we gave them the option, which, how often they could move around. So you could say, every half hour I'm going to do it, every hour I'm going to do it, or every two hours I'll do it. And we gave people the option of the freedom to choose which one they want to try. And for two weeks, they went out and did it. 
I'm feeling actually really, really anxious and excited um, to hear what you found. But I feel like we need to keep a few things in mind as you share your findings. Yeah, absolutely. I think that the biggest caveat to this is these are preliminary data. This is just an early first look. And the, maybe the bigger thing is also to say this is not peer-reviewed yet. And mm. so the scientific process, anytime you go to publish a paper and, and put it out into the world, you have to get it reviewed by other experts in the field. And so this is non-peer-reviewed research at this point. Okay, very good. So enough preamble. Bring it, Keith. What'd you find? Well, maybe the first question we'll start with is, did it work? Mm. The take-home here is everybody improved. Everybody saw improvements in their fatigue levels, in their positive emotions, and they saw decreases in their negative emotions. But what we found was something we call a dose-response relationship. And what that means is that the group that took the most breaks every half hour had the greatest response. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah, so for fatigue levels, folks who moved every half hour improved their fatigue levels by about 30%. The group that moved every hour improved their fatigue levels by about 25%. And the group that moved every two hours improved their fatigue levels by about 20%. Uh-huh. All right, so everybody improved, but the group that moved the most had the greatest improvements. Yeah, that's amazing. Now, one of the big questions we had when we began this was compliance. Who would stick to actually taking the breaks? Yeah, yeah, right. That was the big question of, can we actually get people to do this? We had a lot of people drop out. How many? Like, what percentage would you say? Um, you know, 40%. I mean, we were asking a lot of people who did sign up. So, like, you know, 40%, that's actually, that means 60% did do it, like, which is crazy. Yes, we got people to do it. They did it, and I was really surprised how much people actually liked it. So we asked a bunch of questions about what we'll call acceptability, Hmm. but it's just essentially, did you like it? Did you want to keep doing it? And so we found that it didn't matter what dose you had, whether you moved every half hour or every two hours, about 82 to 83% liked doing this intervention, these movement breaks. And so people Hmm. liked it, which was great, but... The flip side is then we ask people, well, how hard was it? Is it feasible? Is it doable? And only mm-hmm. about half of the people who took movement breaks every half hour said it was doable. Wow. 70% said it was doable every hour. And then 80% said it was doable every two hours. And when we looked at the numbers and we asked people to report how often did they take movement breaks, the group that moved every half hour, they took on average eight breaks a day. That's not even close to how much you're supposed to be doing in an eight hour day. Uh, let's oh, say it's an eight-hour right. workday, you should have taken 16 right. breaks. And so, yes, we got people to do it. No, could they do it at the level that they were supposed to do it? But uh, let me turn this back around and say we saw amazing effects. We have a little montage of listeners, and I wonder if now is a good time to play that for you as we get to dig down deeper into some of the responses that you got. Yeah, let's go for it. Hi, I'm Bridget Collins, and I'm a software engineer. It's good to walk. It's good to be outside. It's good to be looking around. I have taken some of the breaks at my desk, marching and dancing and doing as much movement as I can. I am a remote worker living in Vermont. 
my newest exercise is doing 15 minutes of soccer drills outside. I facilitate a training session for three hours. Before the training session starts, I tell the participants, we're going to take a break every half hour. And they get really excited. I work in a museum, but I am in management, so I am mostly at my computer in the back offices. To take my break, I got up and walked around the museum, and it was fantastic to be out on the floor. My energy went way up, so when you get home from work, you typically just want to, you don't feel like cooking dinner, you don't feel like doing anything. I didn't really get any of that while I was doing the study. I'm a stay-at-home mom. While my kids are still sleeping, I've started implementing five-minute bike rides every 25 minutes. I quit my desk job. Listening to the podcast just articulated everything I was feeling so perfectly and really helped me hand in my resignation. There's so much to unpack there, and we heard from so many people um, just how life-changing this was for them. And so that for me stood out as if we're going to actually get people to do this for long term, that we're going to have to help develop habit. Mm -hmm. The aspiration here is to make it like brushing teeth. And how do we get to that level of building that habit where it's automatic and that I don't need a reminder to do it? And we saw people during the study try to cue themselves too. So some of the cues that they use were when I finish a work meeting or whenever I finish like a task, I take a walking break, right? And so uh -huh. instead of needing a reminder, they were trying to naturally build it into their work habit and routine. Especially if they see it as a reward because they start to see that they actually feel good when they do it, that it's not something they have to do, but that they want to do. Yeah. And that was when we looked at the other facilitators that people most often said was helpful, um, listening to their body cues. Mm -hmm. So I think honing in and harnessing this, this notion or idea that I feel better and my mood is better and my fee level is better, I think is really what's going to help us get people to change their behaviors, not telling them that their blood pressure is going to change or their glucose levels are going to change, you know, in a couple weeks, a couple months, a couple years. I had a lot of people reach out to me and be like, even if they weren't filling out the survey, this gotten this was like a little worm in their brain that kept being like, are you moving? How do you feel now? What about now? Did you move? Like it was something that kept popping back up that just nudged them in, in a loving way. Mm. No, uh, undoubtedly, I think we got into some people's heads for the good and have changed their mindsets and... We heard from people who were just like, they're going to keep this going. I did get people asking me, why don't you and Keith partner up with Fitbit or Apple Watch or whatever <laughs> else is out there? And I said, well, if only it were that simple. Yeah, you know, Fitbit and Apple are largely in the business of making money. And so their interests lie in doing something that's going to benefit them. And, you know, sometimes that doesn't align well with science and the things that we want to accomplish and do. Yeah. So 
tell folks what should they look out for next from you? Because there are going to be some people who are like, I'm in. I'm in now, Keith. What do I do next? Yeah, so we're going to keep this going. We're going to be conducting the next um, next phase of our research, and we'll be reaching out to those folks who participated to see if they want to help us on the next phase and our next journey in, in doing this. But aside from that, my hope is that we can just, you know, thrive on contagion here and just make this something that just continues to penetrate our society little by little from person to person, word of mouth. And and so for those folks who are really motivated by this and want to keep the momentum going, you know, I'd say start in your small circles of the world in, in getting your family, your friends, your work colleagues moving. Hey, Life Kit listener, it's Manoush again. I really appreciate you listening to my conversation with Columbia's Keith Diaz. And if you're feeling motivated to rethink how you live with your screens and you want to get moving, you're in luck because we just launched the Body Electric Challenge. We have taken the findings that you heard about added more reporting, and put together a quick startup guide. So just go to npr.org slash bodyelectric where you can sign up and hear the whole series. And thanks. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Discover. Tired of not getting a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This message comes from NPR sponsor Charles Schwab with their original podcast, Choiceology. Choiceology is a show about the psychology and economics behind people's decisions. Download the latest episode and subscribe at schwab.com slash podcast. All that sitting and swiping, your body is adapting to your technology. Learn how and what you can do about it. I really felt like the cloud in my brain kind of dissipated. Once I started realizing what a difference these little bricks were making, there's no turning back for me. Take NPR's Body Electric Challenge. Listen to the series wherever you get your podcasts.